0: I can play it off like, oh, I'm in the Yeah, Like, I don't
1: know this like, stuff. I'm just
2: doing whatever language, fuck it. Like, put it out with Because, because yeah. you guys are at the same table.
1: Sometimes at the same table. Sometimes uh-huh. different tables, but you can play off the ignorance. On other dealers.
2: So, so you're so. saying, leave to till get caught by the dealer. Like
1: the dealer. Yeah. So
0: dealer or the oh, I'll hustle the casino. yeah, I'll see it? Yeah. it.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the up All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheat Code Unlocked, man. Today we got a really dope episode, man. My guy, Chad Copeland. Chad Copeland, man. You and bring you hey,
0: man, give me some, man. Don't
2: Yeah, Chad yeah. Copeland, man. Chad's a, a brother who's on Clubhouse. Uh, you know, Green, back during the great Clubhouse debates. Yeah. Chad is a very interesting interesting guy, man. Chad actually has, you know, he's in the crypto financial literacy space with the, you know, the brand of Copeland from NFL. player. another interesting fact about Chad, be, right, man, I know Chad was actually a professional blackjack player, right? And a professional blackjack, a lot of people don't know 21. about professional jack. So Chad, I appreciate you being here on the show. Definitely. I'm looking forward to learning more about professional blackjack and how it applies to trading and how we come to be wrestling names for trading with blackjack. Yeah. I appreciate
1: you being here, man. I appreciate y'all having me uh oh, yeah. Chico. Cheese number
2: one. Number one. one number one. one. You heard it first, man. It's coming <laughs> from a certified Jack Copeland, man. Certified man. Appreciate yeah. it. Nah man, so uh, so Chad man. Um I guess why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, just uh just crypto, just you know, your, your experience in crypto, right. things of that nature, so we can kind of get warmed up and dive into the beat it up. So right. yeah, so
1: I've been in crypto now seven years. A long seven yeah. years. Oh yeah. gee. dog year. Dog year. basically stumbled across it, um, just graduated from college in DC so, um, so. and started playing professional blackjack. Um Man, different. Different shit, <laughs> I like the risk. I got, I got to learn a <laughs> few things. It's
2: all about risking right me, That really, man, that man is man, being in yeah, the movies, man. 21.
1: Yes, teaching yeah. risk management. management. Um, right. But basically, you know, playing, you know, all across the country. But at that time, gambling was still illegal in a lot of places. So Las right. was right. right. Atlantic City, Vegas, mainly. Some like at that time. Right. Shit. Right. But there was a few, basically, poker players you met along the way. Right. We were using uh, pretty much Bitcoin to online gambling, right? Wow. The online okay. gambling wasn't a thing. Um, I never played poker, mm-hmm. uh, but ended up getting some just thinking that I would eventually play. Right, right. Um, you know, looking back on some of those transactions, I, uh, you know, hit myself on the head. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what I had at right, the time. Right, right. Um, but that was my first exposure. Um, and then just... Reading and uh, doing my own personal education right and stuff like that, and, and like most people, leading up into
2: 2017, where yeah, first reading. first bull run, man. Yeah, right. Right. I was part of that bull run, man. Yeah, Look, a good time. I got into it right. Bitcoin first crash. I mean, first not crash, but first uh cracked 700. Right. Okay. That's what because cool. at that time gold you was about you. 700 and I was about 809 or nine, you know, something like that. And I was like, damn, man. This Bitcoin thing, man. This Bitcoin is starting to keep up with gold. Right. It's like you know, it's right neck and neck. And I was like, yo, man, I might have to do. I just made money on a property, a real estate property. I was gonna put it into uh, either Bitcoin or gold. Chose so gold and Bitcoin. Man. And right. then that was one was my biggest regrets. It like, it's crazy.
1: Like, Seven hundred dollars back then. Yeah. Hindsight, yeah. hindsight. Right. I got in like two eighty, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like. That was a dip my toe in it. Yeah. Man. I didn't really mm-hmm. get into it. To around like 1800, so probably a little bit actually, yeah, after you at that time, yeah, right. Um, but you know, coming from Blackjack, the swings I was mm-hmm. used to, right? Used to so, volatility, uh, yeah, I really jumped in at first at that point, I've yeah. uh, been blessed ever since, so. right? You
2: know, so, so, um, let me ask you this, man, let's let's kind of touch on it a little bit because crypto is one of those things where right now a lot of people. Uh, first off, a lot of people got overly hyped. The people who weren't around in 2017, right. 2018, you know, this is their first experience with crypto. Right. They got in, they got got that hype, you know, uh, end of the crypto spectrum. We know how the crypto market goes; right. those wild swings of you know overhype, and then obviously the crash that comes, and the stabilization in between, and the whole cycle that kind of does it all over again, mm-hmm. right? But for people who are just now getting in, it's kind of like their first time experiencing these wild swings. A lot of people are going through like little mini depressions and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what would you say? uh You know, was some of your biggest uh, experiences in the crypto space from 2017 bull run to this bull run? Like, you know, how does it compare between mm-hmm. 2017 and uh, the bull run that you we currently are in? Now? Well, this not this the bull run right now, but yeah, we just left out of. Yeah. this one. This last one we just left out of. It felt like everyone. With maybe not in it, but everyone was talking about Talk, it. Right,
1: at least right. awareness. It, it probably felt like that a little bit in 2017, mm-hmm. but it was just, you know, there's been this renaissance of financial mm-hmm. power, financial literacy, whether you're in the stock market, traditional markets, right. crypto markets, real estate, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so it was just more so on the forefront of conversation, mm-hmm. uh, even at an institutional level. Right. In 2017, really, at least from my perspective, still felt like just, just a fad yeah. and it wasn't proven. It was just like, this is this thing where you can mm-hmm. just potentially just make potential. a lot of money in right. the window. Um, you know, and you could, and then a lot of people got clapped. right? Yeah. You, know, oh. and, you know, it happens. It <laughs> yeah. happens. And happens. Yeah. We've, all, listen, we've all been there. Clap, clap. We've all been there. Yeah. So I think just this one was more so it was beautiful to see. You know, the institutional involvement, Mm, but also just the adoption from you know a nation state perspective, right? Perspective, right? right. Uh, Nationwide adoption,
2: yeah. 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 And I I want to expand to touch on that, man. It's like it's crazy because what you're saying is so it's so real. At the time of 2017, 2018, it was like the fanatics, right? It was like we were like the kind of fanatics in the space. Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah, you know. Bitcoin's going to take over the dollar and like all that type of stuff. And everybody was like,
0: man, shut up. Yeah, a lot of people were skeptics
2: at the time. And those same skeptics now on this run became the fanatics. And we now started to see a shift from, you know, uh, conversations that we're having in 2018 where it's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be Bitcoin ETFs. And Mm -hmm. imagine when Amazon adopts Bitcoin. Imagine when this company does this. And in this bull run, we actually saw that happen. We actually saw companies adopt Bitcoin, adopt NFTs, Mm -hmm. adopt, you know, all types of different, Mm -hmm. you know, new crypto derivatives and things like that. And like you said, nations, entire countries are now getting into the game. Panama, Congo,
0: right? uh, People that are controlling the narrative. Even you got um, VC funds and things like that that are pouring money hand over fist Mm -hmm. into crypto projects, Web3 projects and whatnot. I thought that was, man. That's usually one of the biggest indicators where they say follow the money. Yeah. Like you got the people right. with the money that are <laughs> yes. that are headed in that direction. There
1: is no reason why you shouldn't follow suit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So I would yeah, say the that's biggest massive. difference was right. 2017, 2018. You would try to you almost like a force the conversation. Right, of, mm-hmm. right. This is why this yeah. is on. up. Mm-hmm. Where now
2: you're like Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been yeah. yeah. right. Here.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and it is Everybody, good and bad. You
2: got the go man. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo. That's the word. Crazy.
1: It's good right. and bad. You know, when things are going well. Right. You might get a text here. Or two yeah, and yeah, yeah. things are going bad, you know, that's when your phone blows up. You right. See, you know, turn off disturbed. But yeah. it's beautiful to see. I'm excited to see where it goes mm-hmm. over the next 10 years. And um, I think the biggest and most important thing about, uh, I think, this bull run is that You know, even though a good portion of them will probably go to zero or fail, Mm -hmm. I think some of the blue ships have,
2: uh, you know, pretty much established themselves um, with enough credibility that Mm -hmm. they will
1: be here. They have some utility um, and the resources being poured into the space. um, is really exciting to see. um, And we just got to keep educating people on it so they're protected um, and can,
2: you know, navigate. So, yeah, no, it's actually, it's actually. Really nah, for sure,
0: man. About about uh, you know, just gambling, blackjack, like you know, I I've I've always been curious. I love blackjack personally. After watching the movie Twenty One, I know a lot of people went crazy about that movie. Saw so that dude counting cards and all these numbers popping. I it today. Yeah, nah, yes. that's a fact. After this episode, I definitely got to watch that. But tell us a little bit more about you know blackjack, man. What what your experiences has been? How you even broke into the space and everything like that.
1: Yeah, one I broke into it. I was an econ major. Okay, and, uh, That's what's up? I, halfway through that, I realized you had to get a pretty much master's to get a job. You wanted that, which right. I, I didn't want to do anymore. No <laughs> yeah. um, so, we when figuring out what I wanted to do, my senior year, um, I had a roommate who was into magic tricks, when was a kid and stuff.
2: Well, this is really like the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: like- well, he brought up. He's like, he called me uh, like December. Like, have you ever uh, seen the movie Twenty One? Yeah, and he like, he's like, "You gotta count cards." And I said, "Yeah, as a joke." Yeah, was doing the whole thing as a joke, but then practicing it some, um, it was interesting, just like learning something new. Right, right, right. Uh, people thought I was way smarter than I was. Right. Yeah. So, as far as a conversation and a network perspective, right. it was great. And, and really, at that time, I was thinking that, like, okay, to be honest, I have nothing that makes me stand out. If right. I'm trying to get a job. Right. This is something it's, that at least I can bring up this experience and right. hopefully That'll they'll ignore. They'll ignore. I don't have the three years of work experience. Yeah, 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 talk yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, you know, really just practice for right. months. Um, read this book called The Blackjack Life. Oh, man. that Tilton? Um, I gotta check that out. Definitely, do a great book. Went up to Boston, uh, met with him in person. He mm-hmm. gave us a little bit of direction, um, and then the rest was history but mm. a lot of the things you... So you met with the guy that wrote the book? Wrote the book, yeah. Oh, oh man, wow. that's different. Mm. Yeah. yeah, send an email, you know, shoot your shot. <laughs> um, that's
0: Man, that's something right there, man. Talking about shoot your shot, yeah. man. I, I shot my shot, you know.
2: Good. I, I don't message presidents, it's you know like, what I'm saying? About, <laughs> we, I no limits. When we were first starting Shit. out, he literally DMed uh, Waka Flock. We actually had an interview. We with we like, had, not that yeah. interview, but we picked Waka Flock on Chico. He's supposed to be one of our first investors. Shout out to Walker Flocker, man, yeah, man, man. I mean, you, you got your to come around to talk around about. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had a whole thing with him. You know, saying he's gonna come on. Uh, that fell through a little bit, but we also had uh, this guy went like DM like Michelle Obama. You know, oh, what yeah, exactly. literally DM yeah. Michelle Obama like somebody's got to be game. taking care of you know who's
1: DMs. I was mean? I was thinking too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right.
2: Right. So nah, you gotta right. go all the way up, man. I got no limits, man. So look, man. Uh, so let me ask you a little bit about you know what does what what was the experience of uh, blackjack? Once you kind of got mm-hmm. into, what was that like? Um, you know, what was the money like? You know what I mean? Like how yeah. did whole thing? What yeah, it mean?
1: was it was fast paced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're young, so and a lot of people at like, casinos are older, right? right so right, right. you have that dynamic of it. Um, the money mm-hmm. is good. I always tell money is good mm-hmm. if it's not your only source of income mm-hmm. oh, okay. um, we made a lot of money but we quit our jobs to do it and mm-hmm. we were living off of the money we made for blackjack oh, man. right man. so <laughs> we're really full-time in it yeah. yeah we if we want to do something we going to do got it cool. so, yeah. uh-huh. um, that's the only thing i would say if i had to do it over again i would have mm-hmm. done is i would have still got do- your job I wouldn't have kept my job. I would have had a different job. They gave me the freedom <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Do a blackjack. I understood them. Um, they had the income coming in. But right. uh, the main thing you learn is a lot of parallels between that and trading, right?
2: right. You know, a lot of, for example, Bill Gross, mm-hmm. hedge manager, manager, right. used to play professional blackjack. Our mm-hmm. betting nice. system uh, was the Kelly Criterion betting system. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all can also be used to optimize your portfolio, mm. um, and it's rumored that Warren Buffett uses it.
2: Mm. I, I can't confirm that I didn't, you know. Kelly criterion.
1: Kelly criterion. Oh, yeah. um, criterion. Criterion.
2: Criterion. Yeah. Kelly criterion.
1: Most important thing that I think is the parallel between trading and blackjack mm. is risk management, right? right? The whole, the Kelly criterion, the system is to avoid the risk of ruin; otherwise, going Wrote, right yeah, right. so right. it basically tells you how much to wager a bet based off of your confidence in a given play right. not actually your confidence but right. statistical confidence Statistic. in a given play yes. um and you know in trading it's the same thing right like yeah. you you can't go all in on what even if you mm-hmm. believe 100 percent on a given play you yeah. can't it would be unwise mm-hmm. to go all in on it right mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of principles that I was able to take from blackjack and take over to my crypto trading career at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, became an investor, but crypto trading not unfortunate. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. said That's fortunate, so not unfortunate. Hey, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. okay, okay, okay. investor. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was doing, it, I didn't have to cheat code around, so <laughs> yeah, and, you know. I was doing it off the street. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know that that experience prepared me. In all different facets of my life, and I do believe it was the best experience um, I've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, despite you know, I always joke with people my graduation day was my mother's favorite day and worst day because hmm. it's when I graduated, but I was told I was quitting my job.
2: Blackjack, I know mom. Let
0: me balance out <laughs> the good news with yeah. some uh,
2: <laughs> hey, less mom, fortunate. I so. graduated, but well, uh, I'm about to go uh, play Professor Blackjack. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm moving out to Vegas. Going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, nah. I feel that. I mean, you know, I think everybody's parents go through the same thing. I think, yeah, for you sure. People training is like, you know, he about to do what? They Trade. trade. Right? What is? What is even that? You know? Yeah. Right. People look at it like it's gambling. Right? Yeah, definitely. I tell people all the time, like you know, it's it's a skill based game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you you get your skills up, you have success. You know, you really able spot to problem. manage your risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, same thing in blackjack. Same thing in poker, right? So what are some of the skill sets that you guys had to, to manage in, you know, and to be a professional black, like what makes a professional blackjack player a professional, um, versus, you know, somebody who's doing it, you know, as a hobby, who also does a job, right? Un- unemployed blackjack hobbies. Yeah. And professional yeah. blackjack
1: players. Most people just think of card counting and they don't have a system for it, but most people just, you know, yeah. I see a bunch of low cards come out, you know, probability tells me that high cards are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what most people who are card counting do. Right. Professional blackjack, one, you have to log all of your sessions. Two, um, you have to have cover, right? So, Ooh. one of my main teammates, you know, I'm 6'4", younger. Teammates? Yeah, one of my main teammates, he's 5'7", white dude, wears glasses. Mm. I look like an athlete. So, there was literally plays and decisions that I could make that due to other people's ignorance
2: unfortunately mm. right.
1: that he couldn't make because he looked intelligent really? right and so wow. wow. um, that cover was important
2: oh so let's explain, right. explain that a little yeah. bit more to So I'm trying to understand how does that what do you mean by coverage so by
1: I could he goes in a casino and when the count goes up really high you're supposed to bet more and stuff like that, right? There's a way to do it to not, you okay. know, be obvious, but okay. generally speaking, that's what happens. When the count went higher for him, he had to be way more crafty increasing his bet. So, you know, if he loses a hand, right, and most people don't increase their bet, when they lose a hand, but he needed to increase the bet, he might have to do two hands instead, right? Mm-hmm. Or he would just... Kind of to fluff it out. do another hand, wait till he wins, and then goes up. Where I can play it off like, oh, I'm in I'm NFL, just, yeah. Like, I don't know like, this stuff. I'm just doing whatever it. language. Fuck it. Like,
2: let me put it oh, out. Hey, like, so because, because you guys are at the same table.
1: Sometimes at the same table, sometimes oh. at different tables. But you can play off the ignorance. Oh,
2: um, the dealer. So you're saying, to not get caught by the dealer for like, the
1: yeah, fuck or dealer or the oh, persona. Y'all the casino?
0: Yeah, that's the so, song. That's, that's, oh, that's dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like okay. If you look at a certain part, you're playing into the role that you already yeah. love. Yeah. And since they're already profiling you, you might as well play it to your advantage. Yeah.
1: Right? Exactly. Right. I'm saying, nah, yeah, like, oh, cool. of
2: course, you gonna go do some wild betting. Right.
1: Oh, he gonna do some wild betting. He or you know, sometimes I went in there. I'm in the NFL. Sometimes I went in right, there. Right. You know, uh, you just I. I'm an agent or mm-hmm. something like that.
2: You have did you ever? Clothes. Did you ever wear some bling and shit like that to kind of spruce it up a little bit? Throw no, some pizzazz on it. Pizzazz. No. <laughs> parsley. <laughs> <No> parsley.
1: parsley. <laughs> uh, it was just more so like what I. Would or right. anything. It wasn't jewelry or anything. Some sweats. But somebody I was, had arms out. Yeah, arms out. Like, I, I got the arms out. Guns out. With him, it was, you know, sometimes you had to take off the glasses. Right, the four eyes, To his thing. hair a certain way. And we weren't doing costumes and all that stuff like but yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, and then you would have, to be honest, you have different personalities at different casinos, different yeah. casinos at different vibes, right? So Definitely. the cover is an important part than actually what you bet, right? Like everything, we do not decide what to bet, the count decides what we bet. Mm-hmm. Basically at certain counts, right? A true count of one or two. Basically and a count, like a plus one, mm-hmm. um, correlates to your betting unit. So if you have a betting unit of a hundred dollars, right? Meaning every hand you're betting a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. True count is plus one, you're betting a hundred bucks. If the true count is plus four you're supposed to bet 400 bucks oh right And it goes up to plus six really you don't go over that because you're overexposing yourself mm-hmm. um regular car counters and gamblers don't do that
2: they'll just okay like the count i think the count went up i might go from 25 bucks to mm-hmm. 400 bucks if they do go up or
1: you know, I might go up twenty-five dollars to fifty bucks, but an yeah. account calls it's, thing, it's, it's, just like,
0: it's just like an it's just like an options chain, like being
1: in the money and out of the money. So
0: the out of the money essentially will be the probability of the house winning versus in yeah. the money is your probability of you winning and then the zero is the neutral. Yeah. The strike price. Yeah. That's,
2: that's how I just picture that it in, in my it. head. Yeah. And then and then basically your bet your position sizing is very similar to what right. you're talking about with your what did you call it?
1: the uh the true
2: count true. the true count so, yeah, which, true. so there's a you know like a lot size, so yeah, yeah, lot size that you put in yeah. for your bet so if it's a hundred dollar increment it'd be very similar to you know utilizing one percent of your portfolio yeah. for a particular trade or incrementally depending mm-hmm. on what yeah. the setup might be
1: yeah and based off our system we never expose more than 2.5 percent of our bet mm-hmm. on a given bet in theory right there's some bets where it's like you might put out six hundred dollars mm-hmm. You might have to split. You might have to double mm-hmm. a couple of times. and But if you're putting out $600 with that betting unit, the odds are in your favor, so
2: you're mm-hmm. actually looking forward to those opportunities mm-hmm. to make more money. What's um, the most money you ever won as a team?
1: The quickest the most money we made was I would say me first and him. So the mm-hmm. quickest I made it was a mistake. It was <laughs> uh Mandalay Bay. It was mm-hmm. a two-deck two decks so the counts move faster i made twelve thousand dollars in like six minutes oh man and it but it was like it was looking back on it, it was obvious so yeah. like i could have kept playing but i just like left because yeah. i was like nah. you no
2: know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, the yeah, most
1: yeah. we made was probably 30 within a given one session like both no. of us in there mm-hmm.
2: um and that was when like fresh out of college looking for
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh uh, making so that type of is money, money, yeah,
2: money then that
1: that's big money
0: that's time, it. like but that. it's all
1: relative to your bankroll. Exactly. Right? So we were first out of college. We we put all our money into it. Yeah. Our money wasn't long. Right. Then we had invested money. Right. If you you know the denomination of chips, it doesn't make any difference when you're playing this. Right. So we had a at the time we had a million dollar bankroll. Mm-hmm. That thirty thousand in the same given time could easily.
2: 120, 140. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't have that bank Exactly. exactly. So, um, yeah, that's, dope. Yeah, that's That, that sounds right. like It sounds very similar to like the trading world. Yeah. So yeah. almost very similar you go in, Literally you, have your your plan, you have your trading plan, you have your you know, your team with your community that you guys are looking mm-hmm. in coming in to execute your mm-hmm. strategy and you know you're executing. You got a very systematic way of executing your, you know, your game plan. And that's the same way to be successful trading as a professional trader, which is, you know, we don't really use that term, professional trader, like that. But that's really what it is that, you know, that we're doing. That's what a lot of people who, because trading is so accessible, they look at it like, oh, I open a brokerage and I start buying and selling stuff. I'm a trader, mm-hmm. right? And it's almost similar to walking to a casino and you've never played blackjack before or poker. And you sit down and start playing. Yeah, you're going to win some ads. You know the general rules, Right. You're going to win some hands, you're going to probably lose, lose one more, you going to win. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, that's just gambling, that's some bullshit, right? You know, these are things that, um, you know, I think it's really interesting to kind of draw those parallels because so many people, like I said, say that trading is gambling when it really is a matter of, you know, having a proper, you know, risk management strategy, having a proper trading plan, having a proper uh position sizing strategy and things like that. You know, it just makes yeah. perfect sense. The know? difference
1: between trading and gambling is... In my opinion, how you feel after losses, because even if you lose at a certain trade, you might feel a certain way. But if you again follow your, your whether it's your rules or your checklist or whatever, you can live with it and find another day. So, mm-hmm. Right? When you gamble, same thing with blackjack. Like we play it perfectly. We know statistically, if I play it perfectly on one given session, right, it's like anyone else playing. Like we're playing the law. It's a law of large numbers. Right. The law game. But if I'm making the wrong decisions and I lose, I feel it.
2: Yeah. Mm. If I make
1: the right decision and I lose, whatever, it's the game is the game. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing, at least for me, when I'm trading or, or anything like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, did I just put this money in here because I mm. felt a good way about it? Or Tony from down the street told me, yeah, like, you put your money in here. What influenced that exactly. decision?
2: Yeah. What's the deals? I mean are there any deals that you can't talk about with like particular uh things Other that you've been working on or uh, looking at?
1: Uh Mostly, uh, I, was, I could share my brother's. So oh, okay.
2: Brother. Um, so, shout out, but, right yeah, shout out, Brandon. You next on the
1: episode. Yeah, no, sure. Brandon's my older, less handsome brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he says yeah. when he
0: comes yeah. back. I say, yeah, I he's my younger,
1: less,
2: less handsome. cute Q, B-roll to Brandon. Right, right, right. You're
1: going to call me the run of the litter. Oh, yeah. I every week. Oh, God. Every week. man. He's nine-year NFL veteran, going on year ten, mm-hmm. um, undrafted out of mm-hmm. U Penn. Uh, really out. work, man. Undrafted I'll tell people work ethic. Work ethic is crazy. His ability to network is crazy. Right. His ability to compartmentalize, right? I don't have that gift as much as he does. Right. Um, but basically, in his sixth, I want to say sixth year, mm-hmm. um, really jumped out there and decided to teach financial literacy at UPenn mm-hmm. um, against a lot of people's advisement, mm-hmm. right? Even, I would say, to a certain extent myself, because at that time, uh, it was more of a culture around football where you focus on, on the field, yeah. eat, breathe, and sleep, football, right? right? right. Um, but he was clear that, you know, The NFL has his business. Mm -hmm. I have my business. Mm -hmm. And so um, he started teaching at UPenn. Literally the first thing he said was that um, if he's teaching it just here in five years, he failed. Because these kids need it, but a lot of these kids will be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, he's been able to take that. Um, Now we're in high school with over 70,000 students, um, different colleges, um, and then we've been able to take that kind of, not, I don't even want to say business, but taking the attention that's gotten, mm-hmm. because a lot of the stigma at that time was, you know, the dumb ass, jock half. Mm-hmm. right? right, right. Really
2: changing the narrative. Changing the
1: narrative, took that, really started working together mostly on speaking engagements, mm-hmm. um, and then from there doing partnerships with companies uh, uh either being the director of financial education mm-hmm. or So we work with the company subject based in la they do netflix style education at the high school level right um that's how we're able to get into a lot of those schools mm-hmm. um and then we do have partnerships with Kiplinger. it's a personal
0: finance oh, yeah, thing yeah. I I heard. yeah um and trying to know trend younger with them mm-hmm. um, and then also you know building this class is called life 101 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. building that out so we have a team uh, a really good team uh, that works day in and day out building that e course building the products mm-hmm. um, that we provide on that platform right so. that's what's up man I mean like that's one thing that we talk about all the time like even things like you know taxes like things as basic as taxes, where you know for a fact if you're in this country, that's one thing that's guaranteed you're gonna get taxed. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy that we go through our entire school system without really learning how to exactly the tax system works, like how to even file for taxes in the first place. You know, you're gonna get filed for taxes every year, but we don't learn that in school. It's like it's something that's so crazy. It's like almost like people are for you to default on your taxes just so you can take advantage. So, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's excellent. man.
1: The one thing I learned about taxes is pay that money for a professional. Yeah.
0: I was no, yeah. worth worth yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. that I was person on this earth. Yeah. that's how quick the pay Yeah.
2: Okay, so talking about, like, in the athletic space in crypto, right, Um, you know, when you have athletes who are now, you know, I think it's interesting because the narrative has been shifted. A lot, like you said, change the narrative where... You had this like mentality before where it was like this thirty or thirty for thirty going broke type of thing. Like like a lot of athletes are like branded as you know financially responsible, Mm -hmm. not not intelligent, whatever it may be. Um, And I see the space now shifting a lot, right? I see athletes becoming more aware of Mm -hmm. their finances, becoming you know investing. You see LeBron, you know leading the way in VC and venture capital. Mm-hmm. Um, all these different athletes, yeah, and KD, all the moves, yeah. i here with funds and right. all types of stuff, and you you also work with venture capital funds and things like that, correct? Yes. And so, um, you know, I guess it was, tell us a little bit about like what that, what, how you see that space, you know, continue to grow for athletes in particular, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's venture capital, whether it's crypto, or three opportunities, things of that nature. I know you're saying, you know, investing into like you know, all the. Infrastructure side of crypto and stuff like that, but um, you know, what would you recommend to athletes that are out there now trying Mm -hmm. to get into, you know, diversify their income and things like that?
1: Uh, uh, you know, squeeze all the juice out of your platform while you have it, Mm right? Um, and I would even say I got that from my experience. I got that from seeing my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a brand and people will a lot of times come to you to push their products and push what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And just one, I'll say the first thing is understanding that there is a space and time for that. Mm -hmm. But the first thing you need to focus on is building what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. outside of whatever sports you're playing, right? Mm -hmm. Rule number one is eat what you kill in front of you. So, like, Mm -hmm. we ate at least from our team, we understand that a lot of this stuff doesn't go as easy. If our brother isn't playing football, right? right? So when it's football time, right, it's nothing else, right? right? It's, it's football. It's football, maybe family. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
1: football, maybe family. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'll say the second thing is understanding, at least from the venture perspective, yeah. right? A lot of these companies want your capital, and they will tell you that. You know, you give me this capital, mm-hmm. you know, if this company works out in X amount of years, right? you'll get, you could potentially get this return on investment, yeah. but you also have to understand that they'll leverage your name. Mm-hmm. So they'll take your capital. That you're the investor, oh, yeah. and they'll use that to get more capital, attract more yeah. capital. Yeah, so understand that's the power.
0: Man. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something that we actually even talked about. Like for the longest time, we're like, oh, we just you know a self-funded company, we do everything ourselves. And people are like as a company that our goal is to become a publicly traded company. People are always like it's not even about using the funding that you get or. Um, the raise, like it's not even about the money that you get, it's about the people and the back and behind the brand. It's like, you know, you got LeBron's you know, venture capital behind, you, you got Jay-Z's venture capital behind, you, you got Ray or whoever it is, like their name behind it, it's like, yo, know, that's a brand at that point. Everybody wants to get involved. That way, once you get to the public markets or once you're, you know, in the mid-striving of doing the raises and things like that, you can be like, yo... This is a company that's solid. It this person
2: is back. This person back. Tone. We was talking yeah. with Mike not oh, yeah. too long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got the tone system, workout system. Yeah, right. House. And uh, I said, you know, he was telling me about this stuff. The very first thing out of his mouth was, yo, this is LeBron's back. Yeah. LeBron's back. It's yeah. LeBron's back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like automatically we we're like, yo, nah, this yeah. is a solid. Right. Legitimize yeah. the tool, whether or not it's it's the greatest tool in the world yes. now. And LeBron is one of the greatest
0: athletes of all time. It's like yo, this got to be good. Be once
1: is. you realize it's that as a private company or startup or a right. real stage company, you're pretty much always raising money, right? Yeah. Like the worst time to raise money is when you actually need it. Thanks. So yeah. human capital, in a way, is a little bit, at least to me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. more significant. Than the actual monetary, oh, yeah, because yeah. that's that's just a given, right? right? That's a part of the business. Right. But you having the right name, mm-hmm. right, the on an uh, investor deck or whatever it might be, right. your say you invest ten k into a company, mm-hmm. right? You know that could also them leveraging your name could bring them in one hundred k, two hundred k, three hundred k. No, um, The other thing I would say is like figure out what's for you, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of offers would be like, hey, we're only taking 50k checks. Mm-hmm. You have a conversation with them and be honest, or just have a conversation with them, yeah. you can probably come in lower, right? But figure out, out your framework. There's some people who, hey, I'm only cutting 10k checks. I don't care if it's the next, you know, Tesla yeah. or Nike, whatever. Whatever it is, I cut 10k and checks. That's discipline too. Period. Yeah. Right. And so finding out what works for you. Mm-hmm right, and your bandwidth, Mm -hmm. and then network, 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 Mm -hmm. because if you are on a deal Mm -hmm. and you bring someone else on that deal, right, and the deal works out well, that person, if they ever get a deal, will bring it to you, right, Right. and that's how you not necessarily grow your portfolio, but you grow the opportunities Mm -hmm. for you to invest in, and then it comes down to hey, let me bet all
2: these opportunities right. and stuff like that. The so like, success in training, and with these in the details. It's in the repetition. It's right. with anything you do is mastering the skill set, um, right. getting that repetition down pat and, and having a boring training strategy. That's the most successful strategy you can have out there, all the boring. Yeah, keep them boring about it, man. Be greedy when others are fearful, fearful when others are greedy and, and keep God. it moving, man. A fact, yeah, man. so yeah, definitely. Well, Chad, man, I appreciate you being here, man. Think it was a really interesting, dope conversation because I don't think a lot of people, up blackjack. a lot of people, to know, lot of people <laughs> yeah, look at blackjack, yeah. or look at, you know, trading as, as a thing and to kind of draw those parallels, I think it's a unique perspective. What's that? Um, I'm really, you know, thankful for having a conversation, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Chad. Appreciate we got more <laughs> things to do, man. You know, I know, to see you. man. We got a lot of things to do. Um, for for man. So listen, man, y'all out there, Um, lessons from here, Chico's from here first off, the uh, what's it called again, Kelly criteria, man We are going to get that Kelly Cartier. Chad won't give us that Kelly criteria, we're going to drop it in the link below, so make sure y'all, you know what I'm saying do your thing, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff Uh, make sure y'all tap in with with the Chico, make sure y'all not gambling out there, especially in these markets Um, you know, it's not the time to be gambling, money is not made on the, you know, on the uh, um, Fast yeah,
0: instant gratification place. Instant gratification
2: side, is right? yeah. made in the boring side, putting the work, you know, hammering that strategy. Right. Um, you know, doing the, the work that's necessary to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you got a team with you. You know what I mean? Right. Communities out there, your friends. It doesn't matter. You no know, Chico, we had, we got eighteen thousand people now. We started out with a handful of us. It was me, right. Jake right. and two of all the friends, four people that we started right. really trade together in, in right. the first place. So build your your tribe, find your tribe, so that you guys can help each other win in the mm-hmm. markets no matter what. Um and man, listen, you know what she goes we got for y'all man, make sure y'all hey, tell, a right right tell, a right tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. friend Let's get on the next one. Man.